Hey everyone, this is your host Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to another edition of Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G. And tonight, this is the quarantine edition still going on. Uh, week number 3,011. Who's counting anymore? Uh, thank you for tuning in. We have some great news tonight. We have some great reviews tonight. We have we have some great interviews to talk about. If you haven't checked it out, check out the YouTube page, Blurred's Eye View YouTube page. We have a Night Mage interview, Northeast Ohio's uh, best-known cosplayer. Uh, we have some great things coming up for you tonight. Uh, great things for comics. Yes, we're still talking comics. We're still talking film. We're still talking movies. So tune in next for Blurred's Eye View. I want to thank Ben Sound for that awesome um, epic intro that we just added onto the show. So thanks a lot. That is www.bensound.com. That's B E N S O U N D. Thank you very much, Ben Sound, for that awesome soundtrack. And welcome back to Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G. Hey, here's some of the best news that's coming out for today for this quarantine edition. Uh, we have J.J. Abrams, who is going to bring is bringing the Justice League Dark Squad to life to HBO Max. Uh, for those who don't know, HBO Max is the next streaming service that's coming out of the murky waters amongst the myriad of other streaming services that's being shown up. But for those who do not know, the team that lines up pretty much this Justice League squad is normally John Constantine, Zatanna, and Deadman to start. Um, this is a DC Universe type show. Uh, They're actually thinking about doing several TV shows and films that's meant strictly for the HBO Max thing. Now, this is also the second this is also the second DC show to uh, rear its head there, are, there is actually talks of doing a Green Lantern series. Um, not sure if this is going to pick up from what we've seen in the latest crossover from the Arrowverse, uh, from Crisis on Infinite Earths. But it is showing a lot of promise. So, tell me what you think. Uh, respond to it on the, on the YouTube page. Respond to it on the Facebook page, Blurred's Eye View. Uh, check it out. Um, Abrams is actually going to be executive producing two other shows for HBO Match, which is actually Overlook Hotel, which is a spinoff of The Shining, and Duster, which is, uh, and he's co-writing that with uh, Latoya Morgan, who's best known for uh, writing also The Walking Dead. Uh, that one considers on a gate a getaway driver who for a crime syndicate. Um, J.J. Abrams, he's got his hands just about in everything and anything. And it seems to be the best route for him. Uh, so let's see what else he has in store for us. Uh, next up, let's see what's going on in the World Wide Web. There's talk of a Green Lantern, I'm sorry, Green Hornet and Cato reboot. Now, for those who don't know, the Green 
Hornet and Cato movie, which was uh, the early 2000s, starring Seth Rogen. So the latest news for this is the new Green Hornet remake, and it's in the works at Amasia Entertainment. Now, this is probably, this was almost 10 years ago, actually, that Seth Rogen last uh, was in the film that did a movie alongside Jay Chow as Cato. But this time, Cato is going to share top billing as the Green Hornet when he returns to the big screen. Now, this is a reboot, so you won't be seeing Seth Rogen in this film. Um, this is through Deadline. This is via Deadline. Uh, Universal Pictures and Amazing Entertainment are teaming up for the Green Hornet and Cato. It's based upon the pulp crime fighting heroes created by George W. Trendle and Fran, and Fran Stryker for a radio serial in 1936. Green Hornet and his sidekick partner Cato have also been featured in the 60s TV show starring Van Williams in the legendary Bruce Lee. Now, here's a little small fact. Those who do not know that the Green Hornet's name is Britt Reed. There's also another Pope hero whom he's related to. More on that after the next break. Anyway, uh, a major co-founders Michael Heffin and Bradley, Bradley Gallo secured the film rights to the Green Hornet reboot earlier this year. There's currently no creative team or cast members attached to the project. So this is all just in talks right now. So we'll wait and see how this turns out later. Um, also earlier this week, Sam Raimi, best known for evil for the Evil Dead trilogy, it's been confirmed he's joining Doctor Strange too. In other words, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, he had earlier this year, Scott Derrickson had dropped out. He was over creative differences with Marvel. But it's emerged that since Sam Raimi has taken on, someone else has actually shown some interest in wanting to join as well. And that would be the legendary Bruce Campbell, who we all know as Ash from The Evil Dead. Uh, him and Sam Raimi go back quite a ways. As a matter of fact, he's the one, Sam Raimi's the one that actually gave Bruce his big, big break. Um, they're still talking now uh, with the sister site, uh, superhero hype's sister site. Coming soon, he was, Raimi was asked about the reference he dropped in Spider-Man 2. And he just, his reply appeared to suggest his involvement with the sequel. Uh, and he was quoted as saying, Dr. Strange was so original, but when we had that moment in Spider-Man 2, I had no idea that we'd ever make a Dr. Strange movie. So it was really funny to me that coincidentally that line was in the movie. I gotta say, I wish we had the foresight to know that I was going to be involved in the project. Uh, Dr. Strange 2 may still also be on track to film in June. As we all know, we're currently in a lockdown well, globally in most places, but nationally, we're in a com complete lockdown. And uh, it is now, if you don't know Sam Raimi's work, give Army, well, give Evil Dead 1 and 2 a watch and then give Army Darkness a watch. And as you, if, you, if you've already seen it, you've seen the original Spider-Man trilogy starring Tobey Maguire. So he has a particular... Uh, shooting style you know it's very he he's he's his his range is really in horror he does comedy pretty well but it seems to be he's going to be taking more in this horror aspect since this is the multiverse of madness and also uh elizabeth olsen will also be in this film so we're looking at a very different look here uh it's going to be I don't want to say it's horror-based, but if it's going to be the multiverse of madness, there's going to be a lot going on. So, can't wait to see any of that. Uh, let's see what else 
is happening in the world today. As you know, we've been getting a lot of screenshots of the Dune remake. So, you know, and for those ladies out there, Jason Momoa will be playing Duncan Idaho. And he's equating it to Han Solo. Uh, I myself was too young to get into Dune. Uh, I probably would watch it now and probably have a different uh, aspect for it. But uh, it's been stated that there are already a lot of comparisons between that upcoming Dune adaptation and the Star Wars saga. Meaning it has it's probably going to go on for quite a while. It's probably going to be several films. Uh, I know that Dune is a very long book. I know Dune has a very long following as well. So uh, it stated that Jason Momoa revealed that they shot in Waiter Room. Rum, the same shooting location in Georgia that was used for the desert scene in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Um, I've never seen anything like it, stated Momoa. It was like shooting on another planet. Dennis Villanuevo, I might be wrecking his name right now, Villanueva is shooting it, who did Siscario and Arrival. So yeah, he's going to have a very particular look. Uh, a lot of landscape, a lot of wide shots, a lot of Hello, everybody. A lot of wide shots. So it's going to be fun to see how that turns out. Um, I'm actually looking forward to that. You know, doing this. It looks pretty good. Um, there's some other things, some other news that came out today. Not much. It's not really big. Uh, Hugh Jackman was stated that if Disney had made the move on Fox Earlier, he would have been in the current MCU. That's a bit of a mind blower. He was more than willing to play Wolverine in the MCU, which means he wanted it. He really wanted it. Um, there is so much to, to digest in that right there. But, you know, for, for a person to have played a character, let me see. Hugh Jackman played Wolverine for almost 17 years. So we'll just say we'll just give him 20 years. And that's a good part of his career. And it would have been fun to see how he would have act, reacted with uh, Chris Evans' character, knowing he's from World War II, he's fought in World War, knowing how he would have uh, reacted with uh, uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark, and Pepper, and Black Widow. Because, you know, let's all face it, Wolverine has a thing for redheads. So it would have been nice to see how that turns out. Um, but we're going to give this a break and we are going to come back after a couple of announcements. They're not being paid right now, but uh, we'll turn back and we'll give some more info on some more shows coming up later. The answer to the question that was stated earlier is who Britt Reed, the Green Hornet, is related to. He's related to Dan Reed. That's right, Dan Reed. Dan Reed, if you do not know, is the green... I'm sorry, not the green. <laughs> the Lone Ranger. He is re Britt Reed is related to the Lone Ranger. That's right, it runs in the family. So if you've gotten that answer right, you win nothing. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. That's right, nothing. We, do, we don't have the kind of money to buy gifts and give up prizes and stuff like that. But it's fun for you to play. So, more after this break.
Welcome back to Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G. Uh, during this time of recording, some news came across the feed. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2020 has officially been canceled. That's right. COVID-19 virus has managed to take another victim and canceled another convention for this year. So for those who do not know, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is pretty much the pinnacle of comic book conventions of the year. It normally takes place during the summer, uh, around July, and they will not be returning until next year, actually, July 22nd through the 25th of 2021. So if you do have badges or in, or in uh, you've probably, well, you normally have to plan for this thing a year in advance. So if you have your badges already and you've made hotel reservations, there are ways to go ahead and have those refunded to you. Um, but this is the first in its 51 history that this has happened. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is the one, once I said, like I said earlier, is the pinnacle of comic book conventions. It's, it gives you the news and, of and trailers and comics for almost several years in advance. Uh, they tell you what's to come, what's their next, uh, which DC's there, Marvel is there, uh, IDW, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, they tell you the next upcoming thing that's coming up, their next biggest event. Uh, a lot of celebrities are there. A lot of artists are there. A lot of actors are there. Um, this is a uh, kind of a blow for people who cosplay, for people who are con goers like myself. Uh, it takes a lot of getting used to that. We will see. There is talks, possibly, that they may still do some reveals online. I'm not sure how, however, if they're going to do that or not. Uh, there were also talks at that time that the uh, Comic-Con Museum at Balboa Park was also planning to have renovations to have a grand opening next year also. But now since the rephase or this restructuring because of this current lockdown has happened, it has caused a delay on most things. Uh, as you see, like with Marvel having to take Black Widow and have its original May release being pushed back to November, which that release has taken the place of the Eternals release date. So now that's been pushed back to the beginning of next year as well. So it's caused the whole rephase of, of Marvel's movies to be to be released as well. So this thing is really taking blows no matter what. I, I think once this is all said and done and we won't have a sense of normalcy once this is over with, but it's going to change the face of a lot of things that are to come that are uh, happening. So there's more to come on that one. Uh, the next piece of news that's coming out that's that has come out is Diamond Distributors has managed to announce that they will be starting to reopen to start restart doing their uh, distribution back in sometime in May. Or mid-May, I should say. So that's mid-May, early uh, June, possibly. That's kind of, that's good news for the comic book industry. We'll see how many brick-and-mortar stores still hold and stand their ground when that happens. Uh, so for those who don't know, Diamond Distributors, they distribute uh, a lot of comics through, ID, you know, through IDW, Boom Studios, Marvel, DC, a lot of indie comics. You name it, they go through Diamond. Diamond does a distribution to go to these stores or wherever you pick up your comics. And that's where these all come from. So 
there's going to be a lot of talk about that. That's good news for them, though. There, there is a bright side. So that part of the pop culture field can still survive because these people are still writing. You know, people are still doing their art. You know, they, you know, with the conventions being canceled, a lot of times this is where they get the bulk of their their earnings from. It's from you know doing signings and showing up to these events. So this is going to be some good news coming out from that. But also in a turn of events, DC has announced. They're going to return to shipping comics later this month with alternative distribution. So who they plan on, they, you know, why Diamond is going to start mid-May, DC Comics decided we're going to go with somebody else. And because maybe they're suffering, we don't know. They're saying that they're going to go with, they're going, they're going to be using two new distributors. That'll be Lunar Distrib- Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors to distribute weekly periodical comics uh the retailers can sign up with either on a regional basis so as you know if you're a brick and mortar store if you are a um if you're a brick and mortar store if you are a a person who gets them from well i would say mall but not many malls are open nowadays but if you just have like a small mom and pop business or a mom and pop store brick mortar store if you're a, a bookstore of any kind that still distributes comics those are two places you can go through, and that is through uh, uh, Lunar Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distri- Distributors. Wow. There's a lot that's going on. Uh, you know, the whole gambit of this coronavirus and this lockdown has really, really, really affected a lot of, a lot of everything. The way of life, the way everybody's doing everything, but it's good to know that Yours truly, Chris G, and others still have a way to get some news out to you guys to, to you know, keep hope alive, so to speak. Um, as you know, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is returning late May, May 27th, as a, as a matter of fact. This is going to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. final season. Uh, they're going to, if, if you haven't seen the last season, this is actually their seventh season. So if you haven't seen their last season, well, please, I implore you, check it out. It's really fun. I think... They are going to go through a restructuring phase as well with this show. I don't. It will be nice to see if Disney Plus will go ahead and pick it up and continue it. I doubt they'll do that though, but one can hope. You know, it was it was. It's fun to see the agents of Seal and Phil Coulson interact, but the the only downside was they didn't interact as much with the MCU part of everything. You know, you didn't beyond once Phil Coulson left the field on the Avengers once he died on the Avengers and was brought back for agents of shield on the show. There wasn't really many interactions except for maybe two or three appearances of Samuel Jackson's portrayal of Nick Fury, as well as Maria Hill. Uh, there was one mention to the Avengers initiative on, I think it was season three and it led into the beginning of uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, and that was pretty much, that was it for that. Um, so we're, we're glad to see them coming back. That'll be March 27th, 27th on ABC. Tonight, I'll be viewing Star Wars Clone Wars on Disney+, Plus, as well as Harley Quinn's second season, third episode on DC Universe. Yes, DC Universe is still alive. Oh, please, you should have brought, you should have never canceled Swamp Thing. But the Harley Quinn cartoon is quite hilarious. Tonight is where you get to meet Catwoman. And I uh, believe, who is the voice actress? Sanai Lathan is actually the voice of Catwoman. 
So this is going to be fun. We're going to see what this is all about. So I'll be viewing that tonight. You'll probably be getting my review from that either either over the weekend or probably on next week's show. Uh, so stay tuned. We have more to come. We have more to talk about here on Blurred's Eye View. And welcome back. This is our third and final segment of Blurred's Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G. Uh, this segment, we're going to talk about some video games. Uh, so lately, well, as you know, COVID-19 is causing the shutdown of everything, and that's including E3 2020. But WB Games has still announced that they're going to have a new Batman and a new Harry, and new Harry Potter titles coming out this year. So Kotaku News Port is recovering the can- since the cancellation of E3 2020 uh, that a new... Batman game is rumored to be based on Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Quarter Isles storyline, which is a great storyline. For those who don't know, the Quarter Isles, uh, and I'm reverting back to comics for a second here, the Quarter Isles were a, a, a league of rich people of the high society that lived in Gotham, and it had been going on for, for, for decades. They were the real reason Gotham was being ran the way it was being ran. Um, they were the upper echelon and they whatever went down, they allowed to go down. And it was in a controlled, if you want to call it controlled situation. And and their and their main guy was named Talon. And he was like their super soldier, so to speak. So we'll see how they'll include that. If that's the case, um, the open world Harry Potter game is going to be partially leaked. The latest project from Rocksteady is the is the developer behind the Batman Arkham series. Arkham Batman Arkham series. So this is going to be fun to find out. Um, this is probably you know since the cancellation of E three, is is a bit of a delayed announcement. But it's it's really weird to see how this is going to come out with everything happening. As you know, the Avengers game was pushed back again. I don't know how much more we're going to push this game back. Uh, I would love to see what else they have in, in store for it. I would love to see what else they have going on. Um, also, in the video game front, we have the indefinite delay of The Last of Us Part Two and the Iron Man VR. It's going to mess with a lot of gamers and developers. This really sucks, you know. Uh, you know, it, there were already a lot of cancellations before this lockdown. There were already a lot of cancellations and a lot of uh, delays, you know, and pushbacks, you know, for the for the gaming world. But everyone was looking forward to The Last of Us Part Two. Um, if you're familiar with the game industry, it was waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, they des- Sony decided to delay the games because it, t- it looks logistically impossible to produce and deliver physical copies to stores. Uh, stay-at-home orders across the country prevent stores from being open and people from shopping there. Comic book releases are delayed for similar reasons, and comics, however, are primarily a physical product. The digital readership is a fraction of its total customer base, so the priority has to be placed on protecting its retail partners, the local comic shops, and the industry relies on. Now, this is through ComicsBeat.com. So, uh, the latest update is through PlayStation, SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's 
Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. Once again, something else is being shut out. We don't know when that will be uh, released. We don't know when that will be, if it will be released anytime this year. It, they could be pushing it back to next year. Um, we really aren't understanding a lot. There's a lot of uncertainty going on when it's concerning a lot of uh, gaming and shows and you ha what have you. But there is a bright side out of it. Animal Crossing. Can anybody tell me about Animal Crossing? I don't know. Go into Blur's Eye View Facebook page. Let me know. Go to my Instagram page, GullyChris310. Let me know. What's the story with Animal Crossing? Because I do not own a Switch. This is probably a time for me to own a Switch. It will be nice to know exactly what that even means. But I'll go ahead and, and read that off. It's catching distance. Launched, they launched, Nintendo launched a Direct to get players excited about the upcoming return to the franchise as if they weren't already. The Direct kicks off from the beginning. Before landing on your very own desert island, you have some choices to make, including general landscape and, interestingly, choice of hemisphere. It's a nice touch for some geographical diversity and appropriately also affects how seasons appear in a game. <clears throat> Over some music that can be described as, as, a, as a bop, the, view, the video explains Nuke Inc., which provide attendees with a tent, the use of resident services for crafting, buying, and selling, as well as an airport. You might guess that this is a key to hanging out with your friends. Up to eight players at a time can play together on a single island using this facility, and if you prefer, you can use the postal service to drop a note. It's touched on later, but since we're on the topic multiplayer, it's also worth mentioning that the local co-op is available, a.k.a. each user on a given Switch can live on a single island and play together if they so choose. It sounds like fun. I have a lot of people who I know who own a Switch. I have a lot of people I know who are giving out their Switch code so they can all play together. Uh, it will be great to see what they have going next. Moving forward, I think a Switch might be something I might have to dabble in, I guess. It'll be great to see how that turns out. So, what do you think? Give me your words. Give me your advice. This is the first beta show for the quarantine edition. Uh, it's been great talking to you guys. It's been great li li having you listen in. You got any advice? You got anything you want to, any other thing you want to hear, whether it's dealing in comics, television, film, video games, podcasting, Comic-Con conventions, if we have any coming up. Let me know. If you're into cosplay, let me know. Give me a, Drop me a line. Check out the Blurred's Eye View podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, GullyChris310. That's G-U-L-L-E-Y. Chris 310. You can also check out my main Facebook page, Christopher Gully. And you can also check out my cosplay page, uh, Cosplaying Chris. That's Cosplay in Chris. That's all one word. Thanks for listening in. This is Blurred's Eye View. Chris G as your host. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.